Good evening from Plugkit Studios in Largo, Florida. I'm Scott. I'm Abram. And we are here with episode 569 of F5 Live Refreshing Technology for Sunday, August 9th, 2020. This show is a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. This week, we're feeling the presidential ban hammer, upset by the Apple walled garden, and jealous of the Quibi free tier. Wherever you are and however you're accessing our show, whether it be on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat, through a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, TuneIn, or a myriad of other options, through our live stream platforms, livestream.com, Twitch, Periscope, YouTube, or Facebook, or of course on our website, plugkidslive.com. Thank you for making us a part of your day. There are two ways you can do that. You can always join us live Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern by going to f5live.tv slash join us. There you can chat with us in the uh, studio and uh, give us your feedback on the topics as we talk about them. Uh, or you can always subscribe by going to flickitslive.com slash subscribe. There you'll see all the shows, including F5 Live, Pilch Point, Flickits Live Presents, and a whole lot more. And of course, find all of the ways that you can watch or listen. Abram, how are you doing this week? All right, not not too bad. Working on some working on some projects. Um, just got ha- um, half the things I need in the mail to make something super cool. If I can figure out how to do it, um, this is obviously very much I just got in the mail today. Um, this is. An LED matrix that I'm showing. Uh, it's still in the plastic. And what I'm going to be doing with this is, I think we've talked about this before, yeah. but I got it in the mail now. I got one. I got one unit. I have to actually get. First, I'm going to make sure it works okay, and then I may have to get two or another one or two additional, so that's long enough. Because uh, my goal is to actually hang one on the wall behind me and have it showing something cool, while while we do our show. Uh, so I don't know, maybe I'll have it show uh, what topic we're discussing or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with, uh, we'll come up with something cool for cool for it to do. Okay. Well, the good news is we have an API that shows uh, which topic we're currently discussing. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that we, we could, we, we could totally, we actually could totally already that, have although that. I don't know if that's as ex- I would love something that actually drew a picture in some way, mm-hmm. uh, but well, we've got a graphic. I guess that's another. We have a graphic level. for each for each category. <laughs> yeah, that might be that would be cool. So there's there's some possibilities. I just have to hang it high enough that it's above my head. <laughs> but, oh, uh, that's so funny. That's well, that sounds like a fun project. Yeah, I mean, my son and I are looking forward to, to doing it, figuring out how we make it do things. We have on order the special Raspberry Pi hat. We need to do it. Um, okay. And so once we get that, uh, which should be next week, then we can start uh, programming it and figuring out how to make it display things. And I think one of the harder parts might actually be, be uh, figuring out how to hang it on the wall uh, without it falling off. Sure. And while having a wire sort of, sort of dangle from it or is there an easy way that i could and i could take like a small raspberry pi and put it on the back 
but then they still need to get power. Uh-huh. So I still have to have a some type of a plug going to it. Well, that that sounds like a fun little project. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing how that goes and uh, hearing your experiences with the with the screen that you've got. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the uh, the pixel density? Uh, so that is a sixty-four by thirty-two. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it seemed to be the logical. I th- thought getting sort of a like a horizontal mix, and that I would probably have to get uh, get two of them. Although it looks kind of short in person, so I don't know if uh, I kind of had this idea that whatever it is should be able to sort of scroll across, or we should be able to see some movement across. So I figured maybe two depending on how it looks two or three in a row of yeah. those because you can daisy chain them um but i just bought one to make sure i can get it working satisfactorily because sure. they're kind of expensive do your ex- um, experiments and stuff also, like that first yeah also uh if you are willing to wait a month for them to come from from china you can get a better deal so like that's when i got on amazon because i was eager to play with it but I saw AliExpress, uh, which sells things from China, had them for like $12 each uh, with $2 shipping, okay. but you got to wait a month. Right. So. Or more. Yeah. Uh, right. So that's, um, that's, that's the esti- trade-off. Estimated arrival date, September 1st through uh, November 3rd of 2021. So it'll be in there somewhere. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you order stuff from those kind of places, I mean, my wife sometimes orders things from Wish. Mm-hmm. She says, you know, the funny thing is I forgot that I ordered it. And then it comes. It's like a surprise. You know, uh, it's like a surprise. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Anything I, I kind of have a timeline on doing, I probably shouldn't order from any of those places. <laughs> I, I yeah. bought I bought shoes on Wish one time. And by the time they arrived, I had totally forgotten about it. And I'm like, what's this box? Ooh. Somebody sent me shoes. Oh, I sent me shoes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so, that's so know. funny. Well, for our for our regular listeners and viewers, uh, you know that we have been in the process of moving our office and studio to a new location, and uh, that process has uh, started already. We're pretty excited about it. The The new office is all painted and looking good. And uh, the the new studio, all the parts and pieces are are ready to be assembled for the new backdrop. We're gonna keep this one uh, as a as a secondary backdrop for um, for like the unboxings and things, where a big background is a bit of a problem. Like a a complicated background is a problem because we want to focus on the thing on the desk. Uh, so we'll keep this for that, and then we've got for this show. Where you know a complicated background is not that big of a deal because I'm I'm not even half screen. Uh, having it look cool is uh, more interesting. We'll we'll do it in front of the new one. I'm really excited. the The new studio is, I think, almost double the size of this one. So, super excited about that. I have enough space for three different backdrops in a <laughs> in a thing. So. Really excited. Hopefully, we'll see that awesome. we'll see that uh, go into effect if everything goes right 
the second uh, Sunday in September. So, fingers crossed. We've got we got movers coming the first weekend of September <laughs> to take all the the difficult stuff like this that barely fits through the door, and I'm not interested in figuring out again because I've done it before. <laughs> So really excited about that. It's it'll go along with our our nice new graphics and things like that. It's a refresh. It's t- getting to do a nice refresh, and I'm I'm excited about that because you know, we're, oh this is the wrong shirt. Refreshing technology. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's been my week. Has been uh, uh, prepping the the new office and studios for the move. A lot of fun and. Uh, Excited for everybody to get to see it. But I think for now, let's get down to some news. This week's Nifty Gifties and F5 Live is proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Whether you're looking for a new laptop, a tablet, a new Xbox One, games, and a whole lot more, including Samsung products and VR and AR headsets. You can get them all at the Microsoft Store. And remember that current students and active military can save up to 10% on almost everything. To find out about all of that, you can go to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. All right. We warned you that it was going to happen, but there was almost no chance that this was not going to be our first topic this week, last week. <laughs> so the the executive order was signed. Uh, it looked a little different than we expected uh, for a couple of reasons. The first is that um, the executive order did not outright ban TikTok. It gave them a countdown timer, which I think is more menacing than just saying, get out until you figure it out. Having a countdown timer on the longevity of your business seems frightening to me. Um, But while we've been talking about TikTok now for several weeks, that wasn't, for me, that wasn't the most interesting thing to come out of that day. What was the most interesting was that uh, WeChat, which is a product that nobody has talked about, uh, got its own basically identical version of the executive order. Now, WeChat is mostly popular in the East, uh, in Asian countries and things like that. Um, It's not terribly popular here in the the U.S. unless you're communicating with people in Asia. Um, Some of the communication that I had with uh, with Monster while, or with the manufacturer while we were dealing with the Monster stuff at Thanksgiving was actually done through WeChat because um, it's super popular over there. It is owned by a company called Tencent. And if you've never heard of that name, that's okay. But you're going to. Uh, you're probably going to a lot, and here's why. They have their fingers in a lot of pies. Um, they have... Uh, a financial stake in Epic Games, in Activision, in Tesla, um, uh, Universal Music. They they are involved in a lot of things. And uh, the idea of banning one of their few wholly owned subsidiaries 
um, could be the beginning of a pretty public fight. Because I, I can't imagine them being happy about this. Because unlike TikTok, didn't seem like they had any warning. TikTok's had, you know, a couple of weeks where they've been in discussions with Microsoft and with Twitter and a couple of other possible buyers about what to do to keep the service alive. And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, by the way, WeChat as well. That was a that was a huge shock to me. What about you, Avram? Um, is this just purely on the basis of WeChat uh, involving using money transfer? Yeah. Like, could they could they stay in business and just not do money transfer to users in the United States? It's it's a fair question, and the while the executive order didn't give that as an option, um, it may work. I don't know. Um, obviously, Tencent would have to have a conversation with somebody in the administration to uh, to figure that out. Um, but that option was not explicit, explicitly written. Although it might work. But it could also be that they were included specifically to rile up Tencent. <laughs> you know? Right. Because they're a controversial investor. <sighs> I mean, you know, I, I obviously don't know enough about how, how much influence the Chinese government is having on these services mm -hmm. and whether this actually is a serious security threat uh, to, peop to people in the United States, to users in the United States. But this does sort of seem like a bunch of one-upmanship at this point. This like, one in particular. I mean, like what... What is the basis? I think anytime, uh, anytime the U.S. government seeks to ban a business from operating, whether it is a business that is owned by a foreign entity or owned by a domestic entity, then they should have to provide full transparency of why they would do that. And I would hope that there would be some checks and balances on this sort of thing because I don't think we want our businesses being treated, United States businesses being treated that way. And if we treat other people, I mean, I don't think we want, you know, I don't think we want businesses being sort of seemingly arbitrarily shut down by the government because of a political consideration. Right. So which, if there's going which, to which be, is intro we've, We've talked about another kind of version of that, which is uh, patent law, right? Right. Which is kind of the government, you know, a different branch, but still the government deciding whether or not a business can continue to operate, sometimes based on very little. So, so we don't right. want... I mean, that's... And, and changes were made there to try and avoid it, right? The... You can't choose right. what court you you file in and stuff like that to try and limit, to put some checks and balances on exactly that process. And here, it doesn't seem like we have that same thing going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of people don't, you know, are very stringent about they don't want, they want to make sure that there's, you know, free free enterprise. Mm -hmm. If in order for there to be free enterprise, we have to allow free enterprise for other business 
businesses from other countries too. And, and this is not an, unless there's a compelling security reason, which should be public, this shouldn't be happening. Now, obviously beyond, uh, you know, I don't know what recourse, uh, Tencent has in us court. Can they sue? Will they bother to sue? Um, you know, what, uh, what they can do about it. Uh, but if the, if the issue is simply that they're doing transactions that, that they're not licensed to do, I, I have no idea what transit, what you have to be licensed to do, to do, to do transactions. I mean, people manage to do money orders all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, but if they're doing, if they're doing it in a way that's not legal or they need some, they don't have the infrastructure to, to do legally and securely, then fine. Have them stop doing that. It's not not to say that, you know, everybody in the United is using it, but it's it's really chilling to think that the government can just be decide the winners and losers um, based on what companies they like and don't like. Right. Or in this case, what countries they like and don't like. Right. Well, I mean, I think the reason that they don't like the co- the company Tencent is because it is involved with the government, mm-hmm. uh, with the government of China. Right. Which the the gaming industry has been frightened about this for a number of reasons about uh, Tencent for a while. Their uh, their anti cheat system that went into place on a couple of games a couple of months ago was. So controversial that those games saw their uh, active user base plummet within the the following days because um, of how much data was being sent to Tencent instead of to the developers. So it, there, there's been concern over these guys for a while in a number of places, but it was still a surprise to me that they were included on the 7th. <laughs> It was uh, it, it was a shock. Um, so uh, I'm looking at a at a response from uh, from Tencent on the the executive order um, uh, to prohibit certain transactions related to our WeChat application. So, so apparently the order does call out those transactions specifically. So that does kind of lend the idea that perhaps they could uh, negotiate to to eliminate it and keep going. Um, it says the company is reviewing the potential consequences of the executive order to develop a fuller understanding of its impact on the group. The company will make further announcements as and when appropriate. So. They're not saying what their plans are right now in the way that that ByteDance is. They've been pretty open about what they're working on. So it's it is an interesting and uh, kind of uh, precedent setting situation and will be definitely interesting to see what happens. I have a feeling Tencent, if they... If they pitch what you said, uh, how about we pull money transfers out? Um, 
perhaps they can they can save themselves. But I don't think Bite Dance, other than selling the brand, I don't think they've got a, a chance out of it. But I do think I do think WeChat probably has a chance. So we will see. Um, they have um, until September September fifteenth. Uh, oh, my thing says fifteen days. It's forty five days. Um, for fifteen days would not be long enough to close an international sale. Um, they were given forty five days, which uh, ends on uh, September fifteenth, to figure out what they're going to do. So, my guess is we won't hear anything until close to. So, good news. Chances are you won't have to hear us talk about TikTok again for a number of weeks. Hooray! This week's Pilch Point with Abram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN, the best way to protect your privacy online and potentially uh, bypass uh, online bans. <laughs> it's with a VPN like PureVPN. Uh, you can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all of your devices, and you can get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee all by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. All right. What have you got for us tonight, Avram? So, um, interesting thing happened in my life recently, and I think it's probably happening in the lives of a lot of people, uh, which is... You know, a few months ago when this pandemic started, March, they closed down closed down my office. Uh, unlike a lot of folks who work in uh, tech journalism, I actually had an office, and I had the great pleasure of going in there every day and, and working with my colleagues in person. And then when things got really bad, the company shut it down, and the thought was we would come back in September. But our company made a decision, decision which I totally support, a few a couple of weeks ago, saying that we're not reopening the office for, well, for the foreseeable future. And by the time they reopen the office, the lease will have run out. So who knows where where we'll be working together again in person. Interesting. But what that means is, uh, like a lot of folks, I'm going to plan to be working from home for quite a bit longer. So ever since the whole uh, increase in work from home happened, uh, webcams have become a very hot commodity. Apparently, people realized that the cameras built into their laptops kind of suck. And I will be honest, my, my laptop camera is actually broken, so I have to have a good webcam. Um, and the, yeah, so anyway, the, it is actually really hard now to get a Logitech webcam. Logitech webcams are the gold standard and they are continue to be in short supply. Back in April, uh, my colleague, uh, Michelle Earhart did a story where she interviewed Logitech and they said, in May, things are really going to clear up. Well, 
as I talk to you, it's August 9th. And it is very difficult. Well, I shouldn't say it's very difficult. You can get a Logitech webcam, but you will pay scalper prices. Like a Logitech C920 webcam, which is the, the mainstream great camera I'm talking to you through one right now. Uh, normally, that's a $60, $70 product. If you want one on Amazon right now, and if you don't want one through Amazon, you may just see a big backorder message. You can get one by Wednesday, but it's $159. A formerly, I think I paid $50 for mine a few years ago. Me too. So um, these things are hard, are very hard to come by. Uh, similarly, uh, one of our other top choices, the Razer Kio, uh, tends to is tending to be out of stock. That's a very interesting webcam because it actually has a light on it. So if you're in a darker room, there's a ring around. It's a circle and there's a ring around it and it will light your face uh, directly, which I think is kind of a neat, neat feature. So we maintain at tomshardware.com a list of the best webcams you can buy. We have a bunch of Logitechs on there, but they are very hard to come by. Uh, and or rather you could come by them, but you'll be spending over a hundred dollars. So if you want to save money and get something that is actually a for, that is actually available, there you have a few choices. Uh, now it seems that there's a cottage industry that's popped up and a lot of brands that we've never heard of before are now coming out with webcams that you can buy on Amazon. So a quick look, here at some of these well-known brand names includes Wallfront, Amcrest. Uh, this one I don't think has a name. Webcam with microphone. Um, it's Glamour. Glamour. That's a good one. G-L-A-M-O-R-E. Glamour. Uh, let's see. Ayuzi. Uh, Ayuzi. Ted, Ted Gem. Head gem. That's a new one. Uh, so anyway, there's a lot of these, there's a lot of these out, out there. And, uh, and the question is, oh, here's one jelly comb. Yeah. That's how you spell it. Jelly comb. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if we've brought this up on the show before, but I have an ongoing <laughs> obsession with finding the weirdest brand names on Amazon. And these aren't even close. Mm-mm. Like, there's he let go. Um, there's what? There's like a camera one called Ape Man. There's like a yeah. There is. There's uh, one that is spelled uh, spelled like a loose bowel movement. D i e r y a. Or it sounds like a loose bowel movement. I should say. Uh, so there are many, many brands on Amazon. Those aren't all the ones I named aren't really webcam brands uh, that I just named. But uh, you can definitely find those. And if you're in a pinch, I certainly encourage people to look at the user ratings. We have tested a few. Uh, the Austom, A-U-S-D-O-M, AW615 uh, is a fairly cheap one that we thought was okay it does 1080p 
uh, but it is uh, it has no autofocus. The the awesome AWC six thirty five we like we like better. That's about sixty five dollars, uh, and the Papa Look. Yes, that's a brand. Papa Look. I was just going to ask if you had said that. I didn't say it before because I was saving it. Gotcha. Um, the Pop Papa Look uh, PA four fifty two also has no autofocus, only manual focus, but does ten eighty p thirty. So I think actually the best of the no names is the Austin AF six forty, which is ninety dollars. Uh, it has a ninety degree field of view, uh, hmm. and it actually has a good good microphone uh, and uh, solid uh, image quality. Although the look of it, it looks like a cheap webcam, but it actually performs pretty well. So there's uh, there's a bunch of options out there for you. Um, we are continue to get in more. One that's really interesting that we're getting in soon is the bc master that's another brand i was just looking uh, at that bc master 1080p webcam that is actually on sale for 21 dollars. that claims to be 1080p i do have some confidence in it because the company that makes bc master uh is aki uh oh, okay. aki makes really uh fantastic power stuff and they also are in the business of making other things like desk lamps. And BC Master is their new brand. I think maybe it's a budget-oriented brand. So we'll see if the level of quality is quite up to uh, up to par with their other stuff. But that's one that that we're supposed to, they're supposed to be sending us one, and we're going to be testing it. Uh, I strongly suggest though that folks consider the different webcams out there. You can get a Logitech, but you will have to pay a lot for it, or um, you will you may have to wait a long time. For example, Adorama has this Logitech C920s, C920, C920s, uh, pretty much the same the same thing. Like the S has the has the the piece of plastic you can use as a privacy cover. Mm. Uh, that's a reasonable seventy dollars, but it's on back order. Um, B and H, same thing, has it for $78, but it's on back order. So you need to be, you know, really savvy if you are holding out. Or, you know, if your business is paying for it and you can get reimbursement from your job, then by all means spend the hundred and sixty bucks. because uh, the Logitech C920 is a sure thing. I mean it it is it is a fantastic webcam, even though it's ancient. I think they came out with it what six, seven, eight years ago, mm-hmm. uh, which really shows you how little innovation there's been in the webcam space over to, the last ten years. To put okay, to put the Logitech C920 into perspective for our viewers, the very first live stream that we did for F5 Live from CES. Who knows how long ago it was? Was done with a Logitech C920. In fact, the one I'm looking at right now. <laughs> right. They, <laughs> I mean, I've had this one going on. I think six years. 
they they're fantastic and they haven't they've really just made slight variations on it mm-hmm. like here's one that comes with streaming software and here's one that has a piece of plastic that you could put over it for for privacy and here's one uh the e i think is a slightly wider viewing angle so but overall you haven't seen a lot of advancement in in webcams and one thing that this does point out uh, very annoyingly is how terrible the webcams are on, ev- on just about every single laptop. Like, yeah, this should, I would hope this would be a wake up call for laptop makers. Why can't you make better webcams? We have good. It's not that they don't have enough room. I mean, selfie cams that you have on your phone are tiny. So what's the excuse that you can't put a decent webcam in my laptop, even if it's an expensive laptop, even if it's a business laptop, even if it's a $2,000 ThinkPad that's made for conferencing, the webcams aren't very good. The best features that they have for these webcams are the ability to slide a piece of plastic over and cover it. But as far as the actual image quality, it's still not good. I mean, some are worse, but none are good. So, um, so what's my advice? Uh, if you need a webcam today, uh, I definitely recommend checking out the Austin AF640 or the or some of the other Austins. Uh, uh, you can also see what some we we're also getting in some of the other cameras to see uh, which ones are decent. Or if you're spending somebody else's money, you can get a Logitech C920 for 160 bucks. Uh, one final note. We were in touch with Logitech this week to try and find out from them what's going on. Do they think that, when do they think that the supply and demand are going to catch up? And they said that they've actually seen, obviously, a huge surge, like an unexpected surge in demand for this product. And it, it's it been kind of a mixed blessing for them because they can't keep up with the demand. So they said they're doing everything they can to keep up with demand but they won't, unlike in April where they said supply is going to get much better in May, <laughs> they said we really can't be pinned down to a date at this point. It, things are going to come and go. You know, We ship them out and people use them up uh, just as fast. So um, certainly if you have a stack of unopened Logitech webcams, I suggest you get on eBay right now and start selling them. Um, because you can probably make quite a bit. Uh, so that's that's the story. Obviously, people want good quality webcams. They're on video chat with their boss all day. Uh, well, hopefully not all day. But they're on every day. They're on video meetings that they weren't in before. They want good quality. And, web, and they don't get it from their laptop. Uh-huh. So fortunately, you can buy an external webcam. You just may not. You just may not uh, be able to afford uh, what used to be the the mainstream webcam. I've got a. Uh, I've got two more names for you, Abram. Yes, Metfoot. <laughs> so I guess you're supposed to kick that one. Is <laughs> is is that a webcam? Yes. Metfoot, M-E-T-F-U-T, Metfoot, <laughs> and then uh, Hobfu, 
H O B F U. Hobfu. At least, I mean, these are just kind of, we don't know what they are. They may not make any sense. Like, here's one, Jesma, Gesma. But I mean, they're not, you know, they're just weird. Whereas, uh, I've seen some that it really looks like they were trying to spell something else. They were trying to sound out something else, but they spelled it differently for plausible deniability. Like, we're going to spell our brand name like some kind of a curse word. We're going to spell it phonetically like some kind of a curse word. But we're going to be able to claim that it's not one because of how we spelled it or whatever. Or we're going to spell it like some kind of bowel movement. Or we're just going to have some weird some weird drama that sounds like it's from a soap opera. Like, I want to... He let go webcam. Uh, he, he let go USB hub. He let go of what? What's going on? <laughs> the, um, the webcam. Yeah. So, uh, it, uh, you can find a lot of stuff on Amazon, as I'm sure everyone in our audience knows. Uh, but uh, I do, I, I, I do think BC Master could turn out to be to be decent because it's from uh, Aki, who are the folks who make some absolutely fantastic. Uh, power banks and fantastic chargers and just coincidentally i have next to me here something from Aki that i'm is going to take out of the box shortly which is their uh one of their power hubs the power hub xl um this is this is really neat i have another one of these that i've been using for like two months uh but this one here has uh two usb-c charging ports which is something new uh, or something unique that you don't see everywhere. And, uh, you know, that's something else, by the way, that I think folks may want for their home office is uh, a really good power strip surge mm -hmm. protector uh, and one that's vertical. Uh, a lot of, obviously, most power strips are horizontal like this, and then you stick them on the floor. Uh, but if you're constantly having to plug things in, that's annoying. Mm -hmm. So something like this PowerHub XL, which is 42 bucks, uh, has 12 outlets in it. And then five, and then five USB ports, two of which are Type C and have those Type Cs have more power. Like I think, quite possibly, I'm going to test this enough power to to power a uh, Raspberry Pi four, for example, uh, and certainly to charge a phone. Um, so that's something that I certainly would recommend as people look into vertical power strips of some kind, uh, like the Aki Power Hubs, because then if you're plugging and unplugging like I am. You don't have to reach on the floor and you've got plenty of outlets and and also you actually have an on off switch on the top so if you want to save power mm -hmm. at night you leave your home office you say oh i want to turn everything off my monitors everything just turn it right off nice um so uh anyway that that's a little aside but uh uh do check out our best webcams you can buy now on tomshardware.com for a list of best webcams you can buy some of which are very expensive and some of which you are very affordable. Very nice. I've got, uh, I got two things. The first is that first video stream we did was CES 2012, which puts us eight years out with this C920. Um, so that's interesting information. And um, there's also a listing for a, a webcam that says future charger 
which suggests to me that it will be gaining new capabilities at some point. <laughs> well, it'll supercharge your future because it'll make you look so good in your in your video meetings that everyone will at your job will want to give you a promotion. Seems like seems like maybe you should be uh, writing marketing material because that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, well. That was a lot of fun. There are some really funny names, but then there are all some, what? Also some that are some quality webcams that you can still get. So that's important uh, to to take a look at. And as always, Avram, thank you. And I can't wait to see what we talk about next week. This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is probably powered by Razer. Get all the accessories you need to up your game on your PC, console, or mobile device from Razer. Whether you're looking for a gaming mouse and keyboard like we use here in the studio, uh, possibly a webcam and light, depending on the day, uh, to, to up your Twitch stream, or an entire gaming setup like the Razer Blade 15, you can find it all at Razer by going to f5live.tv slash Razer. Okay, so we've been talking for a while about uh, streaming. Not streaming to Twitch, but streaming a whole game from a server to your device, whether it be um, a phone, computer, tablet, console. Um, Concept's been around for a long time, uh, because I think we all remember on live and the fact that they were seemingly way ahead of uh, the technology curve. Um, but since they went away, we've seen, uh, PlayStation now, Google Stadia, Microsoft's got project X cloud, uh, which is coming to, uh, coming to devices, uh, in a month. Um, and there's some other ones in development. I think we talked about, it was, uh, maybe EA had, a had an in-house one that they were working on. So it's definitely a technology that's that's coming and um, going to make a big impact on the industry. Maybe. So here's the problem. <laughs> um, even though we talked about that, uh, that Microsoft had, uh, through test flight, been testing Project xCloud uh, streaming on uh, iPhone, it turns out doesn't matter. Because Apple's not going to let them release it. Um, Apple's App Store policies require that every game uh, be approved by them and be individually listed by them. Which means that a service like Google Stadia, Project X Cloud, uh, even the um, the the service that launched from Facebook. Uh, on Friday, Facebook Gaming Marketplace, none of that is possible on the iPhone. Google Stadia has a mobile app where you can browse and purchase the games, but you cannot use them. Um, Facebook's Game Marketplace allows you to uh, to browse, 
uh, interact, but not play. And um, Microsoft's uh, uh, Xbox Game Pass is not going to list game streaming at all. Maybe it'll have a, oh, sorry, your device doesn't work. Um, but uh, it will it will also not work. All of these companies have responded. Uh, not Google, because Google's been annoyed about it for a while. Everybody else is new to the annoyance. Um, uh, <laughs> um, so so uh, Microsoft uh, responded basically saying that Apple is uh, totally missing the the concept of the future of gaming. Facebook said we had to completely blow away part of our our app for iPhone because that's the reason why it wasn't the app wasn't being approved for iOS and they wouldn't tell us that. Um, and it's not even just gaming that's mad at F- Apple and we know that we've talked about that a lot. But <laughs> there's you know there's antitrust in the EU. There are three or four cases, and, but this is like they're, they're messing with. Not just the big boys, right? Because you're talking Microsoft, Google, Facebook. Definitely the big boys. They're putting their foot down on the uh, on big name companies, um, but they're really ruining the customer experience for their own customers. Which, when uh, when uh, Steve Jobs was in charge, it was f- theoretically it was all about the user experience. And if something was going to make it better, they'd figure out how to make it work. But it doesn't sound like Apple's even interested in figuring out how to make it work here. They've got three of the biggest names in the tech industry saying, we need to figure this out. And Apple's like, no, you just can't have the app. (laughs) Well, it seems like really straightforwardly anti-competitive, right? Because Mm -hmm. these games, like... Obviously, Apple's not against gaming, mobile gaming. There's sure. plenty of mobile games that you can buy in the App Store, but Apple gets a cut of all of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, what they probably see when they look at uh, Project X Cloud, Stadia, Facebook Gaming, all those, they look at them and they say, oh, we aren't making money off of this. We need to get our cut. We need piece of the action so um maybe maybe these maybe that's their negotiating position but it is a very uh antitrust uh type of you know position that antitrust was designed to to stop because they're using their competitive leverage of having making these mobile phones uh, and and tablets mm-hmm. to stop their competitors from being able to sell software to those folks. That's the definition of anti-competitive. Right. And this is you've just answered the question, my son's question. So my son is eight, and we were having a discussion the other day. You know, sometimes you have to have the talk with your kids, uh, and we had. And he asked me, Dad, why don't we own any Apple products? Why don't we own an iPhone or an iPad? And I said, well, you know, those are good products, but we, we don't like them. We don't think that they're, you know, we don't we like the flexibility that you get with Android. We, 
well, what can you do on Android that you can't do on iOS as well? You can sideload apps. And he said, oh, okay, you can sideload apps. But to be honest, that felt a little bit of a lame explanation because when is the last time I sideloaded an app? It's not often. I mean, Fortnite, I think, is a good example of an app that people yeah. would sideload because you can't get it through the Play Store. But there's not a lot of examples like that uh, where there's something that's not allowed in the Play Store that people really want. But here's a great example of something that's not available for Apple that people really want and need. Mm -hmm. So this, I think this really makes the point. Like Apple is a walled garden and this is a very hypocritical position for them to take because they don't review every movie on Netflix to make sure that it's a good enough movie for their audience. They don't review every song on Spotify to make sure that it's good enough song for their audience. Uh, so what makes what makes this different? I mean, granted, perhaps if Apple thought they could get away with it, they'd ban Netflix because Netflix competes with competes with Apple TV, right? So by now, you don't think so? I'm. In concept, yes, I'm. I'm with you conceptually. Yeah, the snarl, the snarl on my face was: there's one and a half things that were worth watching on there. I got, I got my my free year of Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, and I've watched a series, you know, one and a half shows, and I'm like, well, that's everything that there is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not talking about whether whether it is a good competitor to it. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's a competitor. Sure. Right? And and Beats Music, I, I mean they, Apple I guess Music I, is a, is yeah. a is a competitor and a a, a real competitor um, for Spotify cuz they're number 2 to Spotify's number 1 position. Um and though I'll, although technically they do kind of approve all of the songs that Spotify has because they tend to be on both. But uh, if somebody wanted to list something on Spotify and not on uh, on Apple, they can. Just like the podcasts, right. right? So You can list. There's stuff that's... There are podcasts. We're looking for a better term, by the way, uh, for non-podcast podcasts. Uh, if viewers, listeners, if you've got a better name, uh, we're very interested in that. Anyway... Um, What's a non-podcast podcast? Uh, an audio show available only on one platform, which makes it not a podcast because podcast is syndicated via RSS. But like Michelle Obama's thing or uh, um, uh, what's his name? The guy from Fear Factor. They're both Spotify exclusives. Oh, Joe Rogan? Yeah, the Joe Rogan experience. Right. They're both Spotify exclusives now. Well, they're not podcasts. <laughs> So, right. but so there's definitely exclusive content that Apple has no control over on Spotify. There's two great examples. And yet, I mean, they have definitely given Spotify trouble over the years. The fact that Siri wasn't able to control your music if you were listening to Spotify, <clears throat> that they, they've given them trouble. Um, but they've never said, well, you can't, Spotify can't be on here because it's, we can't control it. They did with Google, but that was a whole different. <laughs> they said that to Google Voice, but uh, 
You know, it's they've never said that to Spotify. They've never said that to Netflix or Hulu, all of which they compete with. What is it about game streaming that either has them scared or has them watering at the mouth over <laughs> over extra maybe money? Maybe they feel like they can. Maybe they feel like there's a lot of money in this because anytime someone sells an individual mobile game on the app store, Apple gets a cut. Yeah. Now it's interesting because doesn't Apple get a cut of subscription revenue for well, Apple gets a cut of subscription revenue. If it's sold, if the subscription is paid through Apple, right? Correct. But if it's not paid through Apple, if I pay for my Netflix on my own credit card, nothing, then Apple doesn't get a dime. Correct. Right. It's so the reason why Netflix doesn't we'll, allow you to sign up uh, on an Apple device anymore. You have to go right. to your browser to sign up. We discussed this a while yep. back. So, so when you think about it, maybe what Apple is thinking here is we're not going, we're not getting money out of this, or we're not getting enough money out of it. I don't know if any of these companies have made an overture, like, hey, we'll give you, we'll give you a, right. a kickback here to to let you. Will, to, to let us onto the store. We'll include you in the in the revenue sharing model that we include the developers in. If it's if it's hours that are played on an Apple device, we'll include you in the revenue share. Yeah, that I that might that might get their attention. <laughs> I mean maybe that's maybe that's what they're looking for. Maybe that's the leverage that they're using. On the other hand, maybe they've done the math and whatever they would get from these is not enough to offset the possible losses of people not buying as many games. If they really th think that these are serious competitors, I'm not sure that Project X Cloud is going to stop people from buying Apple ga games on their iPhone right. games for their iPhone. But right, because I can't imagine... So. I can't imagine that the environment and the social construct in which somebody would have their phone out with a controller attached to it and the whole nine yards to to play uh halo infinite is the same as the the environment and or social construct in which somebody plays something like the jurassic park game or or uh words with friends you know i i don't think they're the same social construct or the same environment so i can't imagine that that being able to stream Halo Infinite to your device is uh, is going to stop people from playing Pokemon Go. So, I don't know. It's all very strange. Um, there are a number of complaints uh, from, obviously, some very high-profile companies. Um, and like I said earlier, there are a number of uh, antitrust cases that are actively pending in the EU. There is a very active uh, antitrust investigation that's happening over there, specifically over the walled garden um, and the tight grip that Apple holds over the App Store uh, and the fact that you cannot sideload apps. Specifically, the, the, the excuse that you used with your son, <laughs> the, the lack of that capability in any meaningful way uh, is, is part of the antitrust. So, uh, and the fact that the only way you can do it with any regularity is by using a Microsoft product is, uh, ironic, <laughs> but, um, it's, it's not, uh, available enough to be an option. So, um, 
The important thing to note here is that if you're an iPhone or an iPad user, you will not be getting Project X Cloud when it launches in a couple of days, a um, couple of days, a couple of weeks. Um, Facebook Gaming uh, doesn't exist for you, and uh, neither does Google Stadia. So it's definitely a diminished user experience, and we are all hoping that there's a way past this. This week's news from the tubes and F5 Live is probably powered by Rift Tracks. Make fun of movies, but let these guys do it for you. Mike Nelson, Bill Corbett, and Kevin Murphy, the former stars of Mystery Science Theater 3000, are back and doing what they do best, creating commentaries for Hollywood blockbusters and B-movie oddities. It's like watching a movie with your funniest friends. And to find out what full-length features, what uh, short films, and what live events are coming up, you can go to f5live.tv slash rifttracks with an X. All right, so here's a brand that we did not anticipate talking about in the year 2020. Um, Google Plus is in the news this week uh, because um, because the inevitable class action lawsuit that resulted from a uh, bug in their API that existed for four and a half years um, was finally settled. Uh, essentially, what had happened was uh, Google Plus profiles gave you the ability to have both public and pr private information, obviously, as most social networks do. The problem was the API did not limit uh, access to the private information. So uh, if I knew that plus Avram Pilch was Avram, um, then I could uh, browse the API, put in his information, and the private stuff would come back anyway. So um, that existed for many years. And uh, when it was discovered was right about the time that Google was giving up on the platform anyway. And that was kind of the final nail in the coffin. A couple of uh, users got together, put together a class action lawsuit, uh, and it has been pending for a year. It's been in the process for about a year. Uh, a settlement was reached. And if you had a Google Plus account between January... Hmm, that's interesting. This is second. I believe it was first. January 1st, 2015 and April 2nd, 2019, you are entitled to $12. Hey, I was thinking about this. $12 is... Well, what could you get for 12 What could you get for $12? You can get... Uh, you forgive my one-track mind. You can get a Raspberry Pi Zero W for ten dollars. That is, you. That is a third. It is a third of a of a Pi Four. It is a. Ooh, it's a third of a Pi Four. Get, okay, so if you had a Google Plus account and an iPhone Six S, you can pool your class action money from the two, from the two settlements, and get almost all the way to thirty dollars. Yeah, you're almost, pretty close. Right? Yeah. It'd be twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'd be very close. I mean, it's really thirty-five, but um, but twenty-eight is closer than twelve. Yeah, you get you get, get close. That and, you know, maybe you maybe something else happened to you. I don't know. Um, you, Equifax. Yeah, it's. I mean, 
Equifax. Yeah, wait, I never got any money from Equifax. But all those things, they never really give you money, right? They just give you credit monitoring to monitor the stuff that they did to you, right? Um, oh, if you could combine, so, if you could combine the annual costs of all the credit monitoring services that you and I have definitely been owed from the services that we have to use or that we test out and have accounts on, if oh, if we could combine that, we'd be in good shape. Uh, you know, it occurs to me though uh, when when I read the story that. Maybe the time is right for Google to go to go back in to go back into the social networking world because Facebook has gotten so much negative publicity. Uh-huh. People don't trust Facebook with their data. There's a lot of negative attention to what Facebook is allowing to be done on the platform in regard to disinformation, uh, information that's very controversial that they're allowing to be used and to be used in advertisements. I think Google could. Uh, I think Google has an opening if they wanted to, to launch it. I mean, to launch a new thing. Google has been known to kill something and then bring the idea back with a different name, uh, a bunch of times. Obviously, they couldn't call it Google Plus again. Google Plus has a very bad uh, reputation, which is a shame because I had a Google Plus account, uh-huh. so I'm going to get registered for those twelve dollars. Um, <laughs> I already did, and I. And I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. My main problem with it was there was a lot more going on on Facebook. But right. like everything else, uh, like everything else, when we talk about instant messaging and are people on WhatsApp or on people on on um, Snapchat or people on Telegram. WeChat. Uh, telegram whatever they're on like it just seems to be it doesn't really seem like there's one that has fantastically better technology than mm-hmm. another it's like where are the people that you're talking to so yeah unfortunately i still spend a lot of time on facebook and i'm not a huge fan of facebook as a platform but i spend a lot of time there because that's where people who i know are yeah right um but if but consider this google has an advantage because they most people already have an account with them which is what they were trying to leverage with google plus Mm -hmm. they were trying to say hey you already know us you already have an account with us good chance you have a gmail account so here let's let's put you on our social network which was pretty much as far as i could see the same thing as facebook Mm -hmm. i mean it would the look and feel was slightly different and they had this weird thing at first called circles, which a lot of people couldn't uh, quite uh, quite master. I actually had a lot of followers on on Google Plus because somebody put me in a recommended circle, mm. and I got I got followers that way. I got but followers. I found that it, I got followers because I put somebody popular in a circle called um, uh, Moron Journalists. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I struck a nerve. Wait, is that where the? Wait, is that where they were coming to mind from? <laughs> no, it wasn't you, but it's somebody you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. So, so anyway, I was messing I'll with somebody that. for the most part. I was messing so, with somebody. I I don't so, so, like him, but he's a good writer. 
Yeah. So so anyway, right. I think it's obviously a shame that there was this big breach and mm-hmm. Google should pay and they're going to pay. Uh, but as usual, the lawyers are the big winners mm-hmm. in these in these things. But if you had a Google Plus account, which a lot of people did, even if you didn't purposefully set one up, you you should definitely check out uh, the link that we have on pluggitslive.com slash the upstream. Yep. Because you could get twelve dollars, and uh, I recommend that you either pool that with another twenty-three dollars, <laughs> or you just go out and spend the ten dollars of it and get yourself a Raspberry Pi. <laughs> You'll have a whole computer that is more powerful than the computer that you spent a thousand or two thousand dollars on in nineteen eighty-three uh, uh, for free from uh, from this lawsuit. <laughs> so think about it that way. Uh, that's pretty funny. <clears throat> Well, like like Abram said, there's a link on the website. Um, it doesn't take any time. It it took me about a minute and a half to put everything together. Granted, it the form was very similar to the one from Apple, so I think my browser autofilled a good portion of it. Um, but but yeah, I mean it it takes just a minute. And what's the worst case that happens? You don't actually get the money. Uh, you probably won't not. So, give it a shot. This week's DRM Not Included on F5 Live is proudly powered by Amazon Prime. You know you get your free shipping, but there's a whole lot more. You get free music with Amazon Prime Music. You get free TV movies and documentaries with Amazon Prime Video. You get free games and a free subscription with with Twitch Prime and a whole lot more. You can learn more, get a 30-day free trial if you're not already a subscriber, and even purchase it as a gift all by going to f5live.tv slash prime. Almost said join us. I don't know why. Anyway, um... So Quibi, uh, it is my weird obsession because I still don't quite get it. Um, It is for those who don't know. And if you don't know, I don't don't feel bad because a lot of people don't. And that's the problem. Uh, It is a short form uh, video platform. So think TikTok, but made by professionals. Uh, The concept is essentially that you can watch the content in between other things or while you're waiting for a thing to start because episodes are all guaranteed less than 10 minutes. Um, so it's kind of a what to do while you're wasting time uh, type thing. Um, it's not expensive. It's $5 a month. But um, just like the, the comment I made about Apple TV... Quibi also kind of doesn't have anything. Um, There's nothing particularly exciting uh, to get you to subscribe. For me, it was all about Reno 911. I did my 14-day free trial, and I was done with the content I wanted to watch um, because I think there were only 12 episodes. So it was was a one-and-done. After my trial, I was done. I wasn't going to pay $5 a month for more of it. And that seems like the general consensus. And as such, 
the company is running a, an experiment, apparently right now only in Australia and New Zealand, but we're hoping to see it expand past them, uh, where they're taking a page out of Peacock's book, and they have added a free ad-supported tier. Now, when you think about wasting time content, uh, you think about platforms like TikTok or Facebook Watch, you know, watching uh, America's Funniest Home Videos or something like that. It hasn't been called that in probably 30 years. Um, uh, and, you know, things like that. Four or five minute things that if you uh, don't finish it, you're not going to be sad. Uh, those are all free and ad supported. And so I think people are kind of used to the concept of the the thing you open to waste a couple of minutes not being a charged platform. So I think yeah, it, it I just, think their eyeballs would go up if they implemented this on a wide scale. Yeah. I, it, it doesn't seem like something that's worth paying for. I know we say things are just $5 a month, but mm -hmm. it's like you know, water torture or whatever, the amount of subscriptions you have is like yeah. a constant drip, right? So you got, you know, all the things every month that you're subscribed to, that you pay for, that you build on your credit card. It just is a constant drip, drop, drip. And so just throw another $5 on there. No, I don't want to, I want to mm -hmm. minimize the amount of things that I'm charging every month. So, I think this that's a hard sell. It, yeah. it doesn't matter whether it's $5 or, or, or $15. Well, I mean, it doesn't, it matters, but I, I'm just saying like, there's things that are worth it and things that are, are not. Right. And, and even like we've talked about I mean, before, even sometimes the things that are worth it, you look at and go, oh, I might cancel this. <laughs> Cause we've right, had, exactly. cause we've had that conversation about Netflix possibly the leader in original content right now. And even then sometimes we're like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say it's gotten Netflix has gotten to have more stuff lately that I have to watch yeah, so true. that I haven't had that urge in a while. Although I have had times where I haven't watched Netflix in a few weeks. Like, um, oh, Umbrella Academy season two. I, yeah. I, I was going to say that I just finished it. I watched it the first uh, just, day because uh, I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I just finished it two days ago. I mean, I I zoomed through it, but I didn't get through it till like two days two days ago. Yeah, like that alone, folks. If you haven't seen Umbrella Academy, uh, watched both seasons of Umbrella Academy. Uh, what a great show! What an amazing show! Oh, I love that show. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Now I'm sad because I'm not going to see any more of it for however long. I hope they renew it, but. Even if they do, it will be a be a while. But um, that's a, that's the sad thing about binge watching. Uh, like, yeah, I know. Now you you forget what happened. Um, Thank God they did yeah, that uh, that recap gonna... at the beginning of the season. Yes, um, with Quibi, it's not. It's you know those type of short short things. Although, aren't they doing the Fugitive or something on Quibi? Yep, they're doing some like really ambitious drama for something that how long are the episodes five Le minutes less than minutes? 10 guaranteed less, less than, than 10. 10 that's the rule so so how many episodes do you get through and feel like you've seen something uh 
That one, I think I was looking earlier today. I think that one had 14. It's so 14 episodes, that's 140 minutes at the most. So that's like two hours. So that's like one, one movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. Four, I also don't. 14. So the first one's eight. I the also, second one's eight, eight, seven, six, eight, six. And the next episode is tomorrow. <laughs> I also don't don't kind of abide the idea that if it's an ongoing story that there's such a thing as an episode almost anymore like you have Mm -hmm. you have a season where you're sitting there watching Roll academy and there were 10 episodes and yeah i watched episode after episode after episode but i really can't tell you what happened the third episode versus the fifth episode it's all just one big continuum yep right uh which is different than other shows when my brother was explaining to my mother uh stranger things because uh, on the fourth of july i was up at three to to do it and uh (laughs) and then i was a little tired later so we had to explain to her what it was my brother said it's kind of a show but more like a very long movie with um uh, bathroom breaks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's a way to that's a way to look at it because like, you know, when you watch, you know, when when I know when we were younger, when you're growing up, every, the 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 rule of TV was that you had to be able to jump into the show at any point, mm-hmm. and one episode, every episode stood alone, which was kind of lame because nothing really changed from one one episode to another, just so you could keep jumping in. So like. And, you know, it's kind of like that with with a few procedural shows now, like Law and Order. You jump in and it's like, oh, well, if I missed if I missed the earlier episodes, I probably it's probably OK. But there's there's really no differentiating. So if you are Quibi and you say, look, I've got this 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 show called The Fugitive, which is like the original movie and show. Um, I yeah. think you're going to want to watch that and in order to see so you might actually if you really care you might actually be sitting there for 140 minutes anyway right if you really want to know whether he finds a one-armed man or not um right then uh and you're gonna be sitting there anyway and but but again even so i don't know if five dollars a month is enough to no, watch it's not worth, seven minutes seven minute increments of a story about the fugitive and no, the fact that they're the fact that, the right and the fact that they're being a little uh heavy-handed in it in the same way that uh apple is um you know netflix releases everything at once for the most part there are a couple of exceptions but they've pretty much stopped even playing that game Netflix releases everything at once, so if you want to subscribe to watch a thing, you can subscribe to watch the thing and then back out. There's people who do it, and that's fine. And Netflix seems to be fine with that, right down to the fact that if you haven't used it for a while, they're going to auto-cancel your subscription, which is something I like. That's, you know, a responsible type thing. Um, But with Quibi, they release episodes weekly. So... 
So it's not like you go, oh, The Fugitive, I really want to watch that. And you sign up for your 14-day trial or you pay for your month. Well, it turns out there's only six episodes out so far. Oh, sad story. Yeah. There, so there, You could just wait till it's over, though. Right. Couldn't you? Right. But when is it over? I don't know. Because you can't get into the li- you can't get into the listing without an active subscription. <laughs> so you know, there's... I don't care enough to. Oh yeah, me neither. Like I said, Reno Nine One One was all I was I'm there sure for. Sure, he finds the <laughs> hint. I'm sure he finds the one the one arm man. If not, maybe maybe they'll make another season where he finds the one arm man. I say, if not, then it's not written correctly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but but I would. I would very much support the idea of of a, a peacock style uh, ad supported version. I know it hasn't worked for everybody. You know, it didn't work for Hulu. Uh, they ended up getting rid of it. Um, An interesting selling that division to Yahoo, which I thought was interesting, um, which I don't think exists anymore. Anyway, um, but uh, it Peacock seems to be happy with it. Uh, it seems to be working for them, and. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I've been using it over there uh, because uh, hint sliders is available on Peacock. Um, <laughs> yep, that's all I care about. Interesting, because it, it wasn't an NBC show. <clears throat> kind of. That was a Fox show. Kind of, because seasons four and five uh, were on Sci-Fi, so it was a Universal oh, show that's right. in the end. That's right. It was three seasons on Fox and two on Sci-Fi, so it ended at Universal. Um, which is why uh, when it was on Hulu, it was uh, all five seasons and then just the first three seasons and then none. (laughs) (laughs) As it slowly uh, backed out based on who owned the season, which I thought was funny. Um, But I've been using it over there. I mean, yes, the ads on Peacock are oppressive. So if if they're going to do it, they need to do it better than that. Um, But... Uh, you know, in general, the concept works. If there's only a couple of things that you're looking to watch, the idea of ad supported really kind of makes sense to me. So hopefully we'll see that leave just uh, Australia and New Zealand and start making its way to the rest of the world because I would actually use it under those conditions. So just putting that out there, Quibi, I'd actually use it under those conditions. Well, that is our show. Thank you to those of you who joined us live. We always appreciate our live viewers that take the time out of their day. Uh, If you didn't and would like to in the future, Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, you can go to f5live.tv slash join us or find us on one of the uh, streaming platforms, uh, livestream.com, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. Uh, If you can't join us live, that's okay. Plughitslive.com slash subscribe. You'll see all of our shows and all of the ways that you can uh, you can subscribe through social and podcatchers and all of that. Um, there's lots of ways that you can join us. And uh, I guess with that, on behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Scott. I'm Abram. And we will see you guys back next time. Ciao.